Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. I mean, we should have known we were going to win because I set up another post-game chat. Um, yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 179 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. There we go. Now I'm looking at the camera. Camera yeah, um, one or camera two? <laughs> All right. Go ahead, man. Camera one, camera two. Yeah. Camera one, camera two. Uh, it's a Wayne's World reference there. Um, man, we Mike, we had comments rolling before we even started. Soap dish here. Tristan here. Woo, baby. Lark's going to have a career year. Tristan called it before the season started. Well, yeah, he's Mike. playing with the MVP. And Lucas Ray Ray. Woo. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's get the conversation started right there. Is there anybody that looks more excited right now than Dylan Larkin on the ice? I mean, I, he. it's like he's just excited for hockey again is, is, uh, is the main point here. He does look re- reinvigorated to be playing with his son, uh, Lucas Raymond. <laughs> I think he's also really tickled that he gets to play with a healthy Bertuzzi. Not a broken Mantha, not a broken Bertuzzi. Healthy Bertuzzi. Oh, uh, my God. Thank you for putting this goal up. So I hope you guys are on YouTube because, good Lord, and then this celebration. I'm glad he wasn't next to the boards because he would have shattered that glass in that Red <laughs> fan's eyes. That was a hell of a punch. Wham! Yeah, let's pull that sucker off, right? Got to turn off Chris so we don't get uh, kicked off YouTube by the NHL. Um, but yeah, we can just watch the, as people trickle in to watch the show. They know uh, what we're celebrating. Um, of course, uh, like like what can I was I talking about. Can I say too, real quick before we yeah. actually like get into the deets? Um, yeah. I, I was yelling for the goals in this game because it felt like we were actually like competing with one of the best teams in the league. It, it wasn't luck or flukes you know was ernie busting his ass for the you know whole 60 minutes i actually wanted him to play the whole overtime because that's how well he looked tonight uh but you know then they put the sugar they put the razzle-dazzle out there lucas and larkin and pertuzzi and man four on four that we actually looked like damn we can't hold our own against these guys and uh i mean this wasn't like you know ovechkin on one leg or anything this was point leader, league leader, Ovechkin. This was hungry at home Capitals team. And the Red Wings, my God, Matt, they won some scrums and they won this goddamn game. Uh, this was I fun. Mean, sh- shameless uh, plug here, too. The uh, Retire 73 t-shirt is still available at BODpodcast.com. <laughs> you just go on over to the shop button on the homepage. This game was all about that, dude. Because <laughs> Matt, we talked about it in the pre-show. Look, um, there's a play, and we're just we're gonna I'm gonna talk some smack about the guys that are getting annihilated by uh, oh my god Tyler Johnson almost forgot his, his name again uh, two games ago when when Tyler just kind of you know barreled into the six foot five two hundred fifty pound Kaiser got a goal on um, and much in that same vein uh, there's a play where Nick Jensen met uh, what an incredible defenseman I uh, wish we had uh, he. Uh, he snuffed out Larkin. Larkin playing incredible, but man, Nick Jensen, what a defenseman. And I just plays like that with Nick Jensen. Like they're like, just stay on on Larkin. That's that's your goal today. So I, I 
for Ernie to kind of see what was going on and just take it upon himself to just keep grinding and forechecking and being persistent where it wasn't just, you know, I love Larkin. I love Lucas. I love Pertuzzi. I feel like that's one mega rush and then the play resets. But Ernie's just like, God damn it. I'm going to do a first rush and a second rush and a third rush. And it's all going to be on the same line change. Yeah. And he wouldn't give up, man. It yeah. was so consistent and persistent that Ernie I, effort today. A couple of shout outs. Um, also checking in. Performance Arts here. Brennis is here. Um, performance Art. Great win. Uh, team's different. You're going you're gonna to owe me a cider jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Craig McDonald, uh, great game. These kids are for real. I love this. This is like this is the attitude I want to see coming in now. Every, every single it felt every real tonight, didn't it, guys? It felt real tonight. Yeah. Uh, this is what I wanted to bring up. Uh, soap dish thrown out there. The hustle in OT was impressive. Yes. I tweeted out at the start of overtime that um, we should, let's get some puck possession, boys, because if we remember that Tampa Bay overtime, oh my god, holy shit, that ugly. <laughs> Um, but they, I mean, that, that was them owning the puck, especially when it was Larkin, Raymond and, and Cider out there. And, and Cider was doing some amazing puck play too, knocking the puck down to make sure it was easier for Dylan Larkin to play before they lost it. And that was on, that was on the go round, uh, before they scored. Uh, but Lucas Raymond really moving well out there with all that open ice on three on three. He is clearly built. Uh, to have some success and they and they nearly scored on the you know the go around before larkin puts one in because lucas was bringing all of washington's defenders fenders over to him and then he's going to throw it across the ice over to wide open dylan larkin it's just um it's one of those things after the game uh trevor thompson was talking to larkin and um you know he's he's actually egging uh thompson is egging larkin on to like say Larkin's got or uh, Raymond's got to take that shot, and Larkin's yeah. like, you know what? It all turned out okay, so we're going to talk about that at another time. <laughs> so you can tell the veteran Larkin is like, ah, shit, Raymond, you got to put that sucker in. Yeah. Uh, don't don't worry about me. <laughs> you got to yeah. put that in. I, you know, it, it, there was one more thing though I wanted to throw out there, and this is more to Soap Dish's point with the hustle on OT. But Larkin said like their first goal. Uh, was that they saw Ovechkin was out there for the first couple of minutes of overtime. So they were just playing to rag the puck to tire Ovechkin out. And then the second he's off the ice is when they scored. So, yeah. I mean, Ovi really is right now looking to have like this. God, looks he had like some beautiful passes, didn't he? Oh my Ovi? God. Yeah, he had that, um, that cross-ice saucer pass that almost got a one-timer um, with like two minutes left to go in the game. Um, I thought that was it. He, he got it. Somehow he sauced it around like three Red Wings. And I was just, I don't know who else on the planet makes that play besides Lucas Raymond. Uh, but it was a beautiful pass. I got, I'll, I'll say this just to change the subject, just for a split second, or stick with what you're talking about. But yeah. um, this is special, like getting to watch Ovechkin, especially this season so far, like where he's really <laughs> tearing it up. Yeah, he's dialed in. Man. Um, I don't, I don't know if we get enough excitement. Like I, I had people ragging on me for being excited on Twitter today, for being excited for, uh, you know, an opportunity to watch Ovechkin play. Like that's I'm, over. I'm missing. going to that Capitals game. Yeah, as, as I'm NHL going to fans. Seasons. Yeah, I'm going I, to I think, I think we get too stuck on like trying to celebrate our own team. And um, I mean, another guy that you have to pay a ticket to go see is Connor McDavid. And I just feel like I don't, I don't know if. We are trained well enough by the media to know that you can get excited for these guys and still root against them. Like, I, that's and that's I, where my head's at. What, while you're bringing up that point, and we got people <laughs> kind of kind of coming into the the chat here, how did you guys feel? No, talking about like how the how the media portrays like um, the stars of the NHL, like the personalities. I saw like god awful trailer for TNT hockey. Why should you care about Connor McDavid? Well, look at him—he's scoring in this highlight. Like, come on, man, let's put a little, 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 little sugar on that puppy. So, I just wanted to say that, uh, like, Kuznetsov doing a, that weird bird flap after his goal. Um, I didn't have a problem with that at all. We we need more of that. We, we yeah, need Ken Daniels. I the show. 
he was trolling that after uh, after they showed that in the replay. He's like, whatever the heck that is. I think that was that's a quote. That's verbatim. No, but then we gotta listen to like Keating in the in between periods. Now it's for you. Or like, how would you take that? I'm like, come on, no, dog. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Did, I, I just am I the minority on this one again? I'm no. I, I'm fine to admit that, but I I don't mind seeing Larkin, uh, you know, punching the the whatever air molecules dared to be in this vicinity. I don't mind seeing Kuznetsov turn into some sort of bird creature. I I, I want more of that. Man. I want more uh, personality out of these guys. Can I, let's, uh, I want to go to Tristan's point here, and um, I have to, because in the last episode, Tristan, you made a great point of, uh, on Stevens as I was signing off, and I saw, I saw your comment at, like, as I was wrapping up and downloading uh, the episode, so I apologize for that, but Tristan, thrown out there, Mike, uh, if we replaced the Kaiser with a capable first pair, uh, you know, left, left side defenseman, get, hopefully... You know, we lock in Shane Wright and get Verona back. We're in the playoffs next year. Now, here's the funny thing, Mike. You said we look legit tonight. Um, I will say I was going to make an argument, um, and we'll get into this in a little bit, that a lot of this was still Thomas Grice keeping us in it uh, because he oh had another he great... unbelievable saves. <laughs> he had a, yeah, he had another great uh, goal saved above expected game. <clears> and <throat> it's like two... Say that he had another game where we gave up a ton of chances and we stayed in it. Um, I think Osgood put it best, like during the broadcast. He, I, I do love Mickey Redmond, but Chris is he's pretty fucking smart. Um, yeah. <laughs> he said this is one of those things where the Red Wings are just working to shorten the game. So, just yeah. by that meaning, it was there's five minutes left and it's two to two. You might it's it's that we just played a five minute game with Washington and it's zero zero. And whoever scores the next goal is going to win. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a great way to put it because it, it definitely was something, Mike. I think at the, the the first six games of the season, we saw a strategy that was definitely more wide open. And I think this is where we got punished for it because there's so much talent on Washington's team. And really, right now, Washington's testing out is the best five on five team in the league. So we can't get too caught up in the fact that we got absolutely lunched uh, five on five. But where I'm going with Tristan's point is that even with that, we had a great goaltending performance and you can't, you can't just push away a win like this, right? You're down two to nothing. You could definitely quit on this game. We've seen the Red Wings quit on it before. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say. Be careful. This is really easy to turn three, four, five goals because that's how right. strong they are. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where they locked it down after the, the first period, which is, I, I'm going to take a quick look so I don't talk out of my ass, but that was clearly the most dominant period for Washington with a 73% of, uh, they had 73% of the scoring chances um, and then finished off with basically close to 50% for the rest of the game. So you play a pretty even game in the second and third period. That's where we're playing more legit hockey, right? So here I'm coming back to Tristan's point, finally. <laughs> Again, get a checking our watches, man. Can, oh, can yeah. we land a Shane Wright? That's kind of where I'm stuck right now because we do legit look better. And I think if I, I, I talked about this in our bonus episode that we released uh, last night uh, with Devin from uh, the Hockey Writers, and we talked about if Rana's on this team the whole season, is this a team that sniffs the playoffs? And we both decided to land on the thought. It's tough to argue absolutely not, which I think is a good point to have. But the problem, Mike, now is that are we going to push ourselves away from that conversation of being in, you know, in the draft lottery conversation with uh, trying to lock up, you know, one of those bottom four spots where you have, I mean, it's close to number one as possible is what I should say. So you can get that that Shane Wright possibility. Are, are we playing ourselves out of that? Do you, do you see a team like where we say we look legit? Are we just looking legit from your, from your perspective? Are we looking legit from an effort point of view, or is this legit from wins point of view when we talk about that? I would still say that we are less talented than the Capitals. Like I, I think it was evident even in this win, 
but it definitely felt like we like out effort showed more effort than them um you know throughout this game and that's that's where it kind of comes back you know to that point where no our first rush is you know they, they did get snuffed out quite a few times but where the Red Wings had success was on those second, third, ah, just keep fighting on that same shift and still just try to get something, try to sustain pressure, just try to like wear them out. Um, so yeah, I you know I, I don't know if this is like a Stanley Cup <laughs> championship team, right? Um, but I just we've seen the Red Wing attempt to um you know, kind of play some uh, veterans that are at the, you know, end of their contracts, um, at the end of their careers, um, and just try to tank the season. And even with all those efforts, with historically bad records, historically bad teams, it doesn't guarantee you anything. So you still get a rough pick. So as exciting as it would be to get Shane Wright, uh, and I'm already reading the athletic articles, you know, I think I uh, overranked him a little bit. He might be a tear down. Like, come on, wait. Wait till we draft him. Till we, you know, <laughs> um, I just, it's so tough to keep even caring about who the top prospect is in the NHL because it's, it just doesn't feel like there's any luck for the Red Wings. And instead, this is going to be something where we're not going to get luck. Uh, we're not going to get Connor. We're not going to draft Ovechkin. We're going to have to win with effort. We're going to have to win with smarts. And I feel like we're showing that we have the effort on the ice. And, you know, they brought up that really cool statistic today about how is Lafreniere doing? How's our boy Tim Stutzla doing? How's Lucas Raymond doing? And who's got the most points among those guys, you know, this season? And obviously it's a tiny, tiny sample size. But, you know, it, it, it makes you feel like the guys up top, obviously, Iserman, know what they're doing. So I, I'm just I'm I'm not even gonna read about Shane Wright. I'm not gonna read about all his strengths because I it's not gonna be in the Red Wings future, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with us prioritizing effort and prioritizing how do we succeed? How do we draft the fourth pick in the draft? Well, I like uh, this is my favorite thing now is when we do these post games. There's so many different comments I want to grab onto, but first of all. Uh, Ashton, first time catching a live, been enjoying for a month or two now. Ashton, thank you for coming aboard. Also, anybody that's watching right now, if you could and you have uh, been enjoying the show, uh, please throw a like down on the uh, the video. And then um, if you haven't yet, please subscribe. We'd love to have you guys back so we can get some input. Because like I said, we are getting some amazing comments right now uh, to help me figure out what I want to talk about next. Throw them out there. What do we got? <laughs> Is there too hey, many? Thanks. These are kind of working hand in hand because uh, Salty Wings and Avs fan says, I just hope we get a top 10 pick. And uh, Decrepit Origin 888, be nice to grab another point or two against Florida. So here's the issue. Because you said it's it's good to see that some of our decisions are like working in the right direction. I am going to go into the next game rooting my nuts off. I want us to win. There is almost, there, there's nothing in me right now that of the last couple of seasons still remains because this team is so much fun for me right now. I think yeah. it's one of those things where I can root hard because in my, my heart of hearts, I still believe that this team <clears throat> won't fail me, but they'll, they'll take a dive down the standings. But right now it's really fun to play this game of, oh my gosh, what if we did this? What if there was enough here to have some fun this year? And it's going to hurt us. And I've said since this show started, Mike, for this, we're on our third season. Which yeah. Since the show started, I said, you don't want this team to make the playoffs and like eke in because that's going to, that's going to make this rebuild take that much longer where you just need to lose luck out on, on a Shane Wright um, and, and go from there. And here we are. We got we got four wins to start the season. We get a pretty fun overtime win against Washington, and now we're going to be going into I think uh, the next game is this Friday against. Um, I might as well just look it up against Florida, and I, I want to come away with a win. Is it? I mean, does everybody else feel that way? Hey, yeah. performance art is, is. I want Shane, uh, obviously, but fuck, I need playoff hockey. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um... Matt, I'm going to be rooting for a win, 
And I, I just, I know the bottom's still got to drop out a little bit because we've been extremely healthy, knock on wood, outside of Verona. Um, you know, we haven't been destroyed by COVID. We haven't really got any big boo-boos besides Verona. And then that Verona was kind of a, a lucky accident because we got to see Lucas Raven play on the first line, like from the get-go. Um, it's like that kind of worked out. Um, interest in dropping Florida would be without a head coach. So should have been without a head coach tonight, in my opinion. Um, but we can get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> I just, man, just thinking about smart plays, you know, like that cider pick just looks better and better every single shift. And I'm going to give him, I know that this is an Ernie game, right? We're going to call him an Ernie game when it's just the Red Wings scrapping to death. But on that first goal that made it two to one, I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm going to give credit to that goal to Sutter. He made that initial dump, and I think in years past before we had him, there was instances where you know it was you know time dumping in the you know offensive end and somebody go chase it, and it would take like three to four strides you know from dump, Red Wing get in there, stride, get in, touch puck, and then try to do something with it. But Snyder just made such a subtle hesitation before he officially dumped it in, where he crossed the line, made a pivot to make people kind of watch what he's doing, and then dumped it in. So then after there was a red wing, it only took about one stride, and they were touching the puck. So it was like quicker control, and it's the idea. It's the same concept, but it's just something that gives the whole shift more meaning because you have control of it quicker. You're not burning up more energy just getting the puck. You already have the puck, and now you can start doing – um, more aggressive, you know, maneuvering. Well, I, I unfortunately don't have, uh, I can't uh, rewind the, the replay back any further than this. Uh, <laughs> but it was this goal, yeah. Yeah, so I, I do think this is a good transition, though, to talk about uh, Hirona coming back and having uh, an okay showing uh, to get on. Uh, but, I, you know, clearly, again, like we already talked about, like Ernie's... Uh, He's trying to help us sell T-shirts again. Uh, of course, go to bodpodcast.com, uh, <laughs> click on the shop button, and you can have oh, entire seventy-three T-shirts. Um, but yeah, I, I I wanted to transition into this because I think there's uh, there's still more conversation back to Tristan's comment a while back of um, you know Heronic Heronic having a, an okay showing. Let me let me take a look uh, real quick at this. Can I shout uh, out Tristan real quick? I'm sorry. Can I shout out Tristan real quick? Yeah. Uh, hi, Tristan, Michael. <laughs> um, I uh, I made a comment about uh, highlights for goals being too long. And the only way that my cider comment even works is if you do a long view look at that goal. So, Tristan, part of the enjoyment of that play, I'm going to give credit to you, buddy. So, thank you, Tristan. <laughs> uh, see, this is what we do on Red Wings Rant. We call ourselves out. Uh, so to talk about Philip Aronik, I got to say, Mike, these, these are actually pretty consistent numbers that Aronik's had since the season started. So I wanted to bring this to everybody's attention just to kind of pull back on, you know, I, I think there's there, there were two. There was a way to think about this. Uh, and then there was like an extra bonus thought that I, I don't know if you should necessarily attach it. But Aronik gets benched for a couple of games. Um, again, the five on five statistic. Oh, shoot. I'm not even showing what stat that is. The expected goals for uh, percentage for Heronic is 32.02. So what that means is he's almost given up 70% of uh, the chances when he's on the ice. And that includes a guy who almost scored a goal. So who gets right in on the net and his expected goals for is still absolutely trounced. So I'm not trying to take a dump, uh, on Heronic, but more or less just the idea that I don't, I haven't seen him play amazing hockey. I like that he had that awesome play to help us, uh, you know, start the catch up game. Everybody was out chance tonight, but this is more of what I have seen from Heronic where it's not, I, I haven't seen him, I guess, uh, I guess just from that perspective of, of getting that win, getting that, that ownership of the ice, for the game from a chances perspective, I, I haven't seen it yet. And the analytics kind of follow along that game. So I, I'm going to sit here. Part of me bringing this up is just that I think Ronick deserved the benching. But the other part that I think people were upset about was why was Danny DeKaiser not benched? Because he clearly looks worse. <laughs> it's kind of like two-sided here of like, I'm okay with Ronick being benched. 
but I don't I don't know how much longer, and this is where I wanted this to go. I don't know how much longer we can put up with this guy. Uh, because DeKaiser is one of those things where it's noticeably bad and it's it's hard to stomach. It's not hard to watch. It's just it looks like he moves so slow. It looks like he's in pain. And I'm not saying he actually is in pain, but it, it's just it, it, at this point, it has to be an easier decision than continuing to, you know, oh, well, let's just put the Kaiser with our best defenseman cider and then then it'll be OK. I, and I, I do worry that that's part of the decision making that's going on there because I doubt that Cider needs to hear anything from DeKaiser at this point outside of like what would happen between the whistles. Like, I, I just don't know what Cider's going to see from DeKaiser's play right now. And not to say that if he was up to speed, if he could still skate, there's still things that DeKaiser could show Cider. But I think at this point, it's just there's there's too much that's holding DeKaiser back, that's holding that pairing back. And whenever DeKaiser's on the ice, it's holding the, that line back. So I I don't know. I, ha- I have I'm a lot ready of trouble with the stats, though, the stats. Because, I, I mean, Cider is our, our worst defenseman at this. I'm sorry? It's our worst defenseman for expected goals for it is Mo Cider. And we so here's here's the thing, Mike. This all started once he started playing with Danny DeKaiser. Hmm. So we're we're actually able to say that Moritz Sider was one of the best defensemen in the league from an expected goals for percentage perspective until he was paired with Danny DeKaiser. It hmm. slows him down that much. See, I had, can you scroll back up for me? Yeah. Because this stat, I feel like it it holds a little more weight for forwards. Because I believe, yeah, it. Eyeball test, it looks like Ernie would be winning his share. Lucas Raymond, we've heard Blashill talk about it. Yeah, he. I love this kid. Not just, you know, I know he's making incredible plays on offense, but defensively, he's playing both sides of the ice. I'm really impressed. Oh. Same, with me, two, same with the Mesnikov. Before you finish your thought, it is yeah. an on-ice perspective statistic, so it's just being on the ice. So this does take into consideration when Moritz Sider's on the ice with Lucas Raymond and he gets a good chance on net. That adds to Moritz Sider's expected goals for. So how does that factor in with Mark Stahl? Because I, I don't feel like he's ever matched up with the other team's top line. <sighs> um, well, Mark Stahl actually had a pretty good game today. He was actually using his his weight to uh, to move guys off the puck. He wasn't I, noticeably I, bad. Like I feel like I've seen him a few times. He like made a couple smart plays. I was impressed with. Yeah, I, I would say that Mark Stahl's play today actually tracks with this number, uh, but in the same way that Danny DeKaiser and unfortunately Moritz Sider, because he's playing with DeKaiser, how that number tracks as well, because they they were uh, on the wrong side of things most of the night. And because DeKaiser so many times was missing the mark on his shots and also was behind on so many passes where they had set up plays where you're supposed to be passing to the guy that's coming in last and DeKaiser's nowhere to be seen. Um that, that play is just gone. It just disappears. It's not even a chance, and it's because of DeKaiser. And then that offensive uh, zone opportunity ends with no shot. And you could 100% point to the fact that DeKaiser wasn't in the, the spot he was supposed to be. And it's not even about bad positioning. He's just not fast enough to get there. And that's and when it's that noticeable from my perspective, and when Jeff Blaschel makes the argument that they have eight, NHL-ready defenseman, which includes Osterley in that conversation. Who's yet to play. And he's a left-side defenseman. What the fuck are are we doing? Uh, Yeah, I mean, DeKaiser, I I can't even just, like, knock it against him for not being fast enough, like you said. He's not, but Mark Stahl, man, has... Have you ever been in a 1990 Honda Civic driving uphill in Colorado? Uh, no. I have. <laughs> and that's the kind of horsepower Mark Stahl brings to the to the ice because it's a lot takes a long time just to get up to 30 miles an hour. But I'm just I, saying, I, knowing that Mark Stahl has the horsepower of a 1990 Honda Civic, the Kaiser still looks objectively worse than that. <laughs> I I would have been a big fan. If you had asked that question and still said me neither, but (laughs) we just moved on. Um, Yeah, I 
I don't know. When you when you I, we talked about the, we're not here to just keep trashing them. That's not what this episode's about. This is fun, but well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know somebody will write an article and they'll they'll ask what's going on, and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the Kaiser. And you you ask the question like, oh, how long? How much longer can we put up with this? And then there's no real solution or anything attached to it. And uh, I mean, there's so many things we could bring up from the last couple of seasons, like. Uh, you know, uh, the Blaschel blender kind of thing. And my, my response would be, well, there's, there's not really too much there for Blaschel to rely upon, but let's talk about this, the Kaiser situation. The easy solution is right. It's right there. We don't even have this. There's no, there's no debate there. It's either like go down to Grand Rapids and literally pick up anybody else that can skate and just watch that happen. Maybe that'll implode. <laughs> Or just put in Osterley, who's who's been practicing with the team since day one. It, yeah. it, it makes no sense. And I I would also say to um, the the penalty kill today, uh, I did I did feel like it missed it did miss Gustav Lindstrom today, and I I don't know. It if did, I, but I mean that Kuznetsov goal. I I don't know who could have stopped it. I, oh, Jared's, no. Jared's thrown out there. Do we want? <laughs> I would take. I, I just for Don't the sake dare, of man. change. Can we play for no. the sake of change? Let's get Lashoff in there. He's the captain though man. in Grand Rapids right no. now. You don't. Brian, you don't want to be. Brian Lashoff is a jabroni. Man, machines. He's a jabroni. All right. <laughs> if he was in wrestling in the Attitude Era, he'd be part of the Job Squad with Al Snow. Absolutely not. No. Don't give me Brian Lashoff. This is a this is a great point from Brennis. Uh, Blash uh, lets players try and prove themselves. Uh, sadly, the experiment isn't working. I I would say I disagree. Too. I think oh. he's let the guy oh. prove that he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that is a good point, Mike. Uh, maybe it is working. So, to find Iserman up there, up in the eight hundredth row, to be like, see, can we see? play that? Let's play that game real quick because Heronic is the guy that he knows can play better. And yeah. he's actively trying to like, all right, we're going to give you some time off. I want you to reflect on the way you've been playing. We're going to change your, your D pairing. But for DeKaiser, he stays in there because yeah. he needs him to continuously play so bad that when he has the next conversation, when there's a break, you know, a few more extra days and they can. When he's put on waivers, we have a lot of tape about why. <laughs> Can I, let me throw this out there um, to you, Mike, and then do it to the listeners. Um, Yes. Are you at the point right now where you'd be okay with moving a draft pick to fill in another left side defenseman if we find out Osterly can't uh, play much better than DeKaiser? Let's say we get Osterly in there. It's not working out. We're right now, right now, we're in a playoff uh, spot. If we gave up, let's say, I'm going to, you know what? Let's do it. I'll throw in second rounders. How many, how many second rounders do we have? I'll pull up cap friendly right now to make sure we don't give anybody any false information here. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we just have the two second rounders. So let's oh, throw that yeah. out there. Thanks, Capitals, for the win and the second round pick. Right. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Yep. Um, I, I, right now, I'm going to at least think about it. I think it would have to be pretty juicy if it's a second rounder. Um, and, and I would say if it's I, anything third round or later, it doesn't yeah. have to be too juicy, but I'd need, I'd need to know that there's some compete left in that human being. <laughs> I've got to say, is it, are you, are you, is that the question? You're ready for me to respond? Yeah. I got to say you're nuts. I still think the guy that we can play on defense is on this roster. I'm not trading a single draft pick for defensemen. I'm trading them for forwards because we still need people who can score. God bless Ernie. God bless that first line. But, man, oh, what a dearth after that. Um, I still think we could use one more piece. Obviously, that's where Brown once he's you know ready to roll. Um, that's going to really be an impact. But, man, Iserman has just got to be sitting there going, do I become a buyer? <laughs> well, I, I mean – there were some options that I thought New Power, Wyatt New Power, who's now with Grand Rapids, was gonna, yeah. you know, fight for a spot on this team. So I, I call the game though, Rowney? Rowney? I'm sorry? Rowney? Oh, Rowney. No, he's our forward. Um uh, you're oh uh Dan Renouf. That's who you're thinking of. 
Uh, no, I was thinking of forwards because I, I want another one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. So you're just call, you want new power instead of DeKaiser. <laughs> so you're still you're still trying to line up the job squad when we got a perfectly yeah. good Osterley and we got a perfectly good Lindstrom uh, waiting in the wings. Well, Lindstrom is going to fit on the right side, so I'm trying to find another left side defenseman. I'm trying. No. I know. I'm, I'm one of those new age game. baseball managers. I don't care about lefty righty. Just just go play on the other side. All right. I did get you want a job or not. I did get in that argument you recently. I did get in that argument recently, and somebody's rebuttal was just, well, they call it the wrong side for a reason. You have your right side, your right, your left side, your right side, and then there's the wrong side when you put the guy on the other side of the ice. I I still made the argument a couple episodes ago that going through a a third of the league, uh, there's still 5% of D pairings have wrong side defensemen playing other side. So it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, we saw Stetcher today knock a game out of the park. He was, he was, I thought he was really good today in the analytics test break uh, uh, follows that, that line. So you've got a stall and Stetcher still playing great. Um, you need to, you need to change uh, the cider pairing and something's got to work with, with Hironic eventually. Cider's good, but at this age, he can't quite have a coattails defenseman. He still needs somebody in a boot, like as a, in a booster seat position. Well, Letty, it's, that's the thing too. Cause Letty's been playing pretty, he was playing great with, with cider. So I think if this is, if this is moving in the direction where we need to start getting these wins, if that's what we care about most, which Iserman, Blashill both said, we don't care about wins. We care about development, but, um, you know, if we do start to worry about wins, you just put Cider and Letty back together because that was working. And then the big thing is doing the Blashel Blender with our second pairing, maybe third pairing with whoever's with Heronic to figure that shit out. Who's going to also play 26 minutes a game or get a healthy scratch? I'm sorry? I said, who is going to have 26 minutes a game or a healthy scratch? I'm talking about Hironic. Who's going to be part of that pairing who plays half the game or they oh, get you. a day off? Yeah. Well, I think that those numbers will come back uh, the more he plays like doo-doo. Um, he does yeah. get the toughest assignments, too. Uh, so, there, that you know, that obviously figures into it. But I, he I also mean, is, back... man, he's also objectively our most aggressive offensive defenseman. Um, Hironic? Uh, are you gonna try and throw Letty at me? Because I'd still, I would still argue. No, I, I'd, I'd go with that. I uh, <clears throat> so I'm playing a rough game right now of trying to read through all the comments, and <laughs> I need, I need you to like uh, pull like a Game of Thrones where you say everybody's name in every single line of dialogue so that I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I really needed that when I read the books. I couldn't keep track of anybody. Um, yeah, you really need like a, a notepad. Um, so yeah, I, I would say here's the problem because I, I was gonna have to look down at our, our Grand Rapids uh, options and I brought up uh, Wyatt Newpower, but he's still a right side defenseman, so I fucked that one up. Um, but yeah, Lashoff is 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 really looking like the only real option unless we want to give Sabrango, 19 year old Sabrango, longer shot than what he got uh, during training camp which I also don't think is going to happen. So that's where I, I come back to that conversation of, of the trade. And uh, I'll, I'll say again, I'll, I'll land on the, the second rounder would really have to be something that's going to be here long-term because we are Mike next season. If we are improving this team, we are needing a left side defenseman because we're going to lose. We have one year contracts with the Kaiser Letty um, and stall. So at some point you're going to need to add one. And we know that Iserman is Mr. Fleece himself. So why not wrap ourselves in a nice warm left side defenseman fleece as the winter starts rolling and just get that out of the way now. And, and, and we're good. There, there's no point in waiting till next season is, is kind of my point here. Because even if you look at the, the free agents available, I think what we're doing, you know, like we're not making a huge um uh I, I, uh what am i trying to say what's the what's the phrase for just getting a huge free agent signing and oh, I, I don't flash. even like doing free agent signings like I, I'd flashy much... free agent signing yeah, yeah. other ones i want are restricted yeah and I, i'd much rather 
find the trade for a contract that's already signed and we could take advantage of that. Um, I just haven't done any research on who that is. So I'm playing that game I mentioned earlier where somebody comes up with a problem and not a real solution. But um, yeah, I'd say why not get that problem out of the way now? And uh, we have, you know, maybe we have a first or second line pairing ready to go for next year. I just, before we start trading away second rounders, can we see how bad Osterley looks? Yeah, you can. I, I That was part of my qualification. Plays, I said he, he plays left or right. This is my kind of dude. He doesn't give a damn. Just get me on the ice, man. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, no, that was part of my game. You got to let Osterley get a shot in there. But I, I, I don't see, I, I don't think anybody could make an argument as to why, you know, I mean, it's it, the only argument to not get that left side defenseman now if something became available is because you want to make sure we still look like shit for the rest of the year. And right now, again, like I said earlier, I'm going into this weekend. I want two more wins. I want to take down Florida and that shithole of a team in Toronto, which is, I want to see if, uh, did they actually end up beating Chicago? Uh, uh, let me pull this up. Oh, they did. Okay, so they caught up and beat Chicago. Well, well, they beat As Chicago. they should. I mean, it's a pretty nuts day for Chicago. I feel like their heads... And the, uh, the, less, the less said about Chicago, the better. Good Lord. <laughs> um, Lord. All right, so we kind of we did kind of screw up here, so I'm going to have to do some uh, fancy uh, editing work later. But, um, Mike, let's, we've got some business to take care of. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I... Uh, I was putting down some cash on the, on the game tonight, so I did put some money down on the wingdings while we were um, actually. Yeah. yeah, I did it at the beginning of the third. It was actually out of it was insane. Uh, the um, the numbers that they were giving to Washington over Detroit when it was just a one goal game, they were acting like Washington had like a six goal lead. So uh, wow. Maddie made buck. Well, uh, you know who. Uh... Casey Outman, big bucks. That'd be DraftKings Sportsbook. And you know what? They cater to other sports. You know what? NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. As you covered, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. It's in the ad copy. It's that simple. Uh, you know... I would start putting money down. DraftKings makes it really easy to uh, be a Lions fan because the Lions keep opening up with these double-digit point spreads, and they cover. They don't have one against the Eagles this week. It's only three, so it's going to be a little bit of a whoop, whoop. Uh, I don't know if I'm putting money on that game, but they're going to show effort. Anyway, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all the customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whew. I didn't stumble that time. I got, I got, whew. I didn't stumble that time. I got, I got through it. Um. All right. So we need to do an episode at some point of like, Juicy trade options from all the the butthole teams, and then uh, you know, like Tampa Bay, uh, who else? T- Toronto. They're all at the bottom of the standings. We'll get get all those teams <laughs> that are going to finish dead let's, last. Let's pillage the bad teams. Yeah. Uh, of course, we say that in jest. Um, <laughs> I do wonder though. I know this is a Red Wings podcast, and this is going to anger everybody. But what you know, what what really does like? When does Toronto say, "All right, we fucked up." <laughs> And and Mike, your your mention a few I I can actually say right this was a couple of years ago, you said they better hope Mike Babcock was the problem. <laughs> and oh, where's that T-shirt? I should have sold that. That tweet, not ours, but that there was a tweet of somebody said that, and it was trending this past week on, on Twitter. So you you were way ahead of the game on uh, on nailing that one. So what can I say? Yeah, uh, they're yeah, in trouble. Man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch that game. 
Um, God, wait, is it on the road? Um, that is in Toronto. So we're in, we're back in Detroit against uh, Florida, and then we go to Toronto the next night. Hmm. Any word on uh, Canada? Canada lightening up on uh, non-vaccinated people because we could really use uh, Bertucci in that game. Uh, yeah, that would have been nice, but um, damn it. Yeah, I, and I again, I, I I even saw it in our the last episode where we didn't have Bertuzzi. I brought it up as a major point of frustration, and um, yeah. I th- it has to be, especially now that we're winning games and it it feels more fun to win. And I don't want us to forcibly lose to get a good draft pick. Uh, it's super frustrating knowing that we're about to go Saturday and then uh, this next Tuesday against Montreal again, and we're immediately shorthanded. Uh, and again, it's not just that he's a good player; he's playing like one of the better players in the National Hockey League. And so to have him just not even not a chance of him being available. It's just, it's devastating. And you got to, you know, redo your first line, like your power play, your first power play. It's, God, it's really tough. Yeah. I, for everything to be broken up like that too, it just, it, it is, it is super frustrating. It does not get me excited for, for those games. I know I still want to win, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a bummer. Um, we are running out of uh, things to, to talk about. Um, we did get some nice mentions here. Um, where, oh, shoot, where was it? Uh, performance art. I, I live in Toronto. It's where players come to end their careers now. <laughs> and Jared, uh, with the great point here, uh, the, the official numbers now are there's only one player who is unvaccinated. So we're the only team affected by we this got right him. now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, around the fur, does anybody else feel bad for the Leafs, or am I uh, on an island here? To come back to that last point, um, not in Detroit, bud. We got the Lions. <laughs> like, if we're losing, I go to check on the Leafs score to make sure, like, that makes me feel better because I like us losing. Like, that's a part of the plan, right? That's that's what the Joker said in, in the Dark Knight. I referenced that in my last solo episode. So, but when the Leafs lose i mean that's chaos right like they're supposed to be at the top so it feels good i love chaos toronto has won playoff games we we've barely had like two in like 57 years no can't win a series but they've won some they've won individual (laughs) 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 i mean they've had reason for excitement Uh, you know i think the lions versus the leafs is pretty interesting debate but i think the lions win hands down mike how about this one uh, performance art. I'm expecting a Saturday surprise with Bert. Performance Bert's art. Show up. If that happens, there's going to be a lot of spit takes on Detroit televisions because uh, no way. Can I just say, at you know, uh, this doesn't work this way, but at Detroit Red Wings on Twitter, make sure you get a video of that syringe going in because that is going to be the biggest video in twitter history at least in hockey twitter history that will blow the fuck up (laughs) and it won't just be red wings fans but that'll be the biggest video in twitter history (laughs) i Um, i uh i would love to be the person like trying to get (laughs) that that call into bert you're going where huh (laughs) which meyer so wait if he if he's actually (laughs) gonna get his 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 shot right you're gonna, put it, you're gonna put it on video. You yeah. can't. You gotta get like a huge, like novelty-sized syringe. I think you know, like a giant, you know, big inflatable, just something gargantuan. Uh, Jared's thrown out there. Just make sure he doesn't get his card from Evander Kane. That's uh, a key, Ooh. key element. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I hope that like that would be. Can I? If I was honest here, if I yeah. found out that Bert was just all of a sudden vaccinated. That would be the first thought going through my head is that he's pulling up with a fake vaccine card and everybody's looking at him like, Bert, no, it's right here, guys. See, like he's putting it closer to the <laughs> Bert. Let me check your phone. You've been talking to Evander again. I do. It. I feel kind of bad. For, I almost feel bad no. for Bert. It, he's no, not. Beth he's Dar. not getting it. Beth, Beth Dar, my dude. How are you? But no. 
<laughs> that video is going to be just, if it ever happens, hilarious. Just right, would. You ever see that like footage just somebody pretending to hug themselves and they like, ooh, it's going to be like Bert's going to have, oh, the shot. Oh, I feel so vaccinated. Like, no, turn around, Bert. I want to see it penetrate the skin. This isn't real. Ooh, oh boy, that's a saucy word. <laughs> um, hey, all right, I'm anything else? After this win, let me tell you. Anything else uh, we want to talk about? I, I still actually never got a chance to bring up these uh, the Grice numbers, but uh, here, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I hope that we keep coming back to this because this was a great overtime win. It's great that Lucas Raymond and Mort Sider are jumping further up the rookie. Um, I was going to say standing leaderboards um, for points as Lucas gets another assist. Ray, uh, Raymond Sider gets another assist. So I think Sider's si- sitting at six. But we we have to keep coming back to Grice and and Nendelkovic too in the last game had an amazing goal saved above expected uh, despite giving up three and this is this is Grice giving up a couple and the one point six four I think is, is was was evident just from the eyeball test so this again uh, for anybody who's not familiar this is the expected goals calculation and it says this is how many goals Grice should have given up. And how many did he actually give up? So you subtract those numbers, and that's how you get the 1.64 difference. So he's anything in the positive, good. Anything in the negative, like Vanacek there, uh, is a uh, bad poopy. So <clears throat> his poopy pee numbers here uh, kind of illustrate, and I, I should say for Vanacek, um, that he he could you could argue that he was part of the reason the Wings got the win. which just because he was uh, – the argument would be that he let in – uh, some softies. I mean, you think about the Ernie goal, that was sort of a mess, so you can't really blame him on that. Um, and then, of course, the Larkin goal was just, I mean, that was that was just pure beauty. I don't, I don't know if anybody stops yeah. that Larkin shot. <laughs> it was fucking great. So it's it's just one of those things. Um, you know, I, I you, you could make the argument that if he's seeing less chances, should he be pulling one of those goals back? Um uh, I'm not going to argue that. I'm happy with the result, but it's it's uh, it's more or less let's let's continue the conversation on Grice because this this is Grice shutting down the top five on five team in the league today, and that was after giving up a power play goal. So I I, I got to tell you, I was shaking in my boots. So hats off to Grice. Nobody forget. Uh, that's where we get put in our place. Is is this kind of performance right here? Is uh, is the fact that we are giving up more chances, but our goaltenders and uh, you know, I, I would say too, from uh, from the perspective of our, our defense, at least, um, while they they did get outchanced and outshot today, uh, they are obviously doing a good job of of keeping away the chances. Uh, besides that Ovechkin first goal, they're keeping out those second chances in the second and third period that uh, that really would have made this game go in the other direction. So, um, yeah, heads yeah. off, heads off from yeah, that heads direction. Off to Grice. Um, God, remember. What a departure it is, like from the first half of last season when we thought, oh, Iceman finally missed on a like on an acquisition. Oops. And the second half of last season, um, the start of this year, it just looks like this guy's so comfortable. Um I, you know, I, I have faith in him when I see Grice, you know, in the pipes, I feel like, well, we're gonna at least have a chance tonight. So it's I'm really, really happy for that guy. Um, really a, a wild eighteen month turnaround from where we thought he was gonna be. Uh, to where he is now. So really happy for him. Um, I do have to pull up uh, uh, Tristan's comments here again, because he's actually, so you guys want to go back to the last episode I had uh, speaking with Devin Little, because he actually has a pretty good article about this um, on the Hockey Writers website. Uh, but it's uh, Vitaly uh, Kravstov, and I, I hope I got that right. Just not working out in New York. Um, it's oh. one of those things where that would be another Robbie Fabry. Yeah. Event. And I, yeah, I, he's uh, a dude, he's a dude hiding out in Russia right now. Right. Um, I actually am not sure where he is right now. I just know that it, it, this is a boy who's on, on the, uh, trade block and somebody that uh, is not happy with what his situation is. Uh, and I know like, again, this would be another opportunity at, uh, low risk, high reward. I, I like that Robbie idea, Fabry. Tristan. Um, I just, I, if Iserman's going to do that, he's the king of buying low. So he would wait until it's, you know, a single draft pick instead of two. But I, I think you're right on the money. Uh, both of you guys that, you know, this looks like an Iserman buy low, just kind of wait it out, uh, pick this guy up for, you know, 
pick them up for uh, donuts to the dollars. Yeah, and it, let him come it, here, it, it, reclaim his career because you know he's still talented. He's just kind of you know needs a little bit of a you know different different situation, different uh, locale, kind of reboot. Just an opportunity too uh, with what was going on in New York. I mean, I know like they're locked and loaded with uh, with prospects, but I I don't know. And what's that, funny too is like with that guy, I was reading about him, and he is. Uh, like so gung ho about being on the first and second line, being on the power play, and if he came to Detroit, be like, I mean, you should earn your spot, but we also could use somebody on the second line. So I mean, while you're here, you know, you might as well play on the second power play. You know, you're not Lucas Raymond good. Let's, you know, let's not close the proportion here, but yeah, you can be on the second line. Um, I mean, he's got the talent. He would be on our second line, right? I think I think there's an argument for a lot of uh, opportunity. I, I I don't know. I I know he does like, not right have now, a lot of he doesn't have a lot of tape for us to reference. But like the talent and the, where he was in the draft, like you would you would think that he could get to a second yeah. line forward, like top six. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If we said if we said middle six, absolutely. And I think that's a spot. I was actually. Um, Talking to Nick Rivard, I think uh, on Twitter. Uh, sorry if you're watching; I just got your name wrong. Um, but he he made mention of uh, how many different changes he wants to see, including like Rasmussen moving around. And I just shot back and I was like, you know that that bottom nine, you could do a lot of changes right now because it's it's not super consistent. We got you know we got Ernie playing amazing today, but um, for the most part, I I wouldn't point to a lot of names in that bottom nine that have been consistently bringing. Uh, positive results for for the Red Wings, uh, and it's really been. I mean, we've been living and dying with the first line, especially tonight. Uh, we we win because of that first line, or at least a couple of boys that are uh, on it regularly. So, for me to say that he, how about we, how about we make this? Least, how about we make this I'm, concession that like. No, no, no. I, let me, let me finish my thought. It, like, it would be silly for me to say that he couldn't be on the second line. Is where I'm coming from. I just don't. Yeah, you know, like I, I'd like to see this actually happen, and then hopefully, you know, we we get to hear something from practice to see what's actually going on. But yeah, absolutely, it would be silly for me to say, no, nobody. That second line is locked up. Yeah, they're not untouchable. Um, Puse and Fabry are not untouchable, and I think you and I have talked about it ad nauseum how exciting it would be for those those players to be on the third or fourth line, like for the Red Wings to have that much depth to knock those guys down. Now, Brad's pointing out, uh, Ozzy said, uh, this is a team that's, um, character is an important piece to who's coming aboard. Uh, so, uh, Brad, Brad's saying here, it's hard to see someone who has issues with their current team, uh, joining the wings. I, I would just say it's, I think he knows what the Rangers see in him and he feels he deserves more. And I, I would look at that, and the character involved in that is that he wants to prove himself, and I don't think he's given those opportunities in New York. So just to sort of take that idea and, and flip it, but stick with the character, I think there there's still a character there where if he is in there and proves himself, the Red Wings absolutely want to give a chance to him. But, um, you know, if they give him that chance and he fails, I, I don't think it's something where they feel they, they needed to... They didn't. They wouldn't owe him anything. And uh, again, low low risk there. So we're not losing too much. Um, you know, we pointed out in the last episode how minuscule the the percentages are of of anybody past the you know the first round of actually turning into a full time NHLer. So trading away those those picks that uh, Tristan Ooh. pointed out the third and can the fifth. Can you throw that? Can you throw that comment back up there? Uh, from Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, I think that's a really good point. Like a, like a really, really good point. Because um, it really feels like Eisenman's put together a group of guys. I can't pick out one sour grape on the team. I think the closest they had, like, in the last two years, kind of, was Mantha, because he would have those games where uh, you know, all the commentary would be like, man, he's just not getting, you know, it feels like he's just not quite there yet. You know, is he injured? You know, he's not quite getting goals in. And it kind of felt like he was thrown in the towel, like, man, what's the point of this? Um, so that was the closest thing. Oh, yeah. Performance art with another excellent comment. That, that is probably the best point right there uh, by performance art. And we saw just like what 
an opportunity and you know like you give the guy you give that guy an opportunity and it works out we're all happy like we're all excited we're i mean think about the connections that we had to with um uh when when we were seeing zadina and verana and ronick just in practice and what that brought in but um yeah, I think I think that's at least one point to say that if you can bring a guy in like that, take the low risk chance, and if it works out, you know, I think it's just winning cures all, scoring cures all. So it could work out just from that sense. Um, Tristan's thrown out there uh, his his lines for uh, for bringing over Kraftsoff, and uh, he's going left wing, and then uh, Fabs is center, and then. Um, down below, he's got Suter, Rass, and Ernie on a third line, and Mistikoff, Stevens, and Smith on a fourth line. Um, and then he wants to throw Verana in there somewhere too. I, I'm, I. What's funny is that this is this is the funny part is like the the third and fourth line where I'm like, oh, it's it's hard to figure out because um, oh, and Jared's throwing it in there too with with Fabry. I, Fabry is probably the guy for me that I'm going to push down a line. Um, and when I was uh, mentioning earlier about throwing the bottom nine into a blender, I, I'd like to see Rasmussen and what he looks like giving him a shot on a second line, just to just to see if that kind of turns him on a little bit. Seems like he's uh, on the offensive side turning some stinkers. I think on the defensive side, he uses his body and and can win the puck, and he's shown that over the first uh, seven games now. Not so much tonight, but um, I I'd like to see if, is that, if that's yeah, something is that where he could get excited. Can I ask you, is that a guy you would want to see play with Verano when he comes back? Rasmussen? Yeah. I think, again, it could be anybody as long as it's it's him getting um, – just, just getting an opportunity to see where his head's at if he has – like his job on the ice is more about scoring than grinding, which uh, I, think that... I do see that placement kind of – I don't know. Kind of, it, it just makes him sort of disappear on the offensive side. It's almost like I want to pitch the question where um, I'm excited for whoever plays with Verona because I feel like, you know, you're going to be getting on the stat sheet. Yeah. Who outside of, you know, Lucas, Tuz, and Larkin would, like, it would benefit Verona to have on the line with him? I, I still like uh, Zadina and Verana playing together. Uh, they had the uh, the Checkmates um, nickname that was made for them, both from Czech Republic. And then, you know, they, they seem to have some pretty good chemistry that was building up. Um, I think that would be good for Zadina from any sense, because I, I feel like when he's relied upon to be the goal scorer on a line, right now, it's just not working out. Um, it does kind of look like he's making the wrong decision a lot of times. And if he does shoot... He's flat out missing the net. So I think that would be something for Zadina to kind of change his mindset a little bit and try and be the playmaker instead of uh, being the the goal scorer, which is is kind of what's failing him right now, in my opinion. Um, everybody's uh, kind of throwing in the Zadina, Fabry, Verana. Um, I, I do like that. And I think maybe that's where our, our conversation does get a little fuzzy too uh, with um, Vitaly, but uh yeah, I'm. It's it's tough. It's definitely something I'd like to put more thought into, um, and try and figure out like how do we adjust these lines? Because I, it's funny. The longer we talk about this team, and I started at this show of like on the highest of all highs, and the more we mm-hmm. talk about it, and I see the names <laughs> that are kind of disappointing me right now. With um, you know, Suter is still. I feel like trying to get. Uh, a good rhythm down uh, Rasmussen again, just isn't really getting the opportunities I thought or what I imagined for him. Uh, Zadina is one of the best expected goals performing forwards in the league, but has zero finish right now. <laughs> um, so you just like that bottom nine for me is just kind of like, whoo, it's tough to, you know, land on a single guy that's really blowing your socks off. And um, yeah, I guess, it, it's just kind of, it's killing my mood right now. The more we talk about it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think uh, I I'm running out of energy right now. Now that we uh, we've started That's talking it. about the, the bottom nine, uh, we we probably should sail off before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's sail off. I mean, this was a hell of a night. Uh, this was probably a game. God, damn, I don't know. I haven't been this excited about just a a Wednesday night regular season Red Wings game in this in uh, quite a few years. So this was, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I again, I, I'd still want to settle. This is a great night for Raymond Cider, especially Dylan Larkin. Again, I think uh, for Grace, yeah, yeah, for Grace too. And I think Larkin again is like has found hockey again. You know, like it's 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 he's he's found his happy, and uh, it's really turning him into. Um, you want me to turn into uh, McCarty for a second? Yeah, you don't, but it's because he's finally healthy. Oh my god, he's such a douche. <laughs> Uh, even uh, our even Reckner didn't deserve that. But anyway. I you know what? After that, watching that, uh we, we never did get to talk about being at that first game and what a yeah. douche Darren McCarty was. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Art Regner. He he's really turning into a punching bag and now they do it. They make him go out there live during games and have McCarty just insult him and it's it's kind of mean. So fuck McCarty. I, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Um <laughs> It's just, it's, you heard it, it here sucks. first. Yeah. yeah, you heard it here first. He'll never be on the show again. Um, that's fine. <laughs> By design. Yeah. <laughs> Invitation revoked. Um, um, all right. Yeah. So let's uh, let's sail off into the sunset. Um, we will, uh, yeah, I guess we're going to have to do a post uh, Leafs game uh, Saturday night because Sunday is uh, Halloween. And I've got uh, my two little ones. I'll be taking out trick or treating uh, because. Oh. Uh, we like candy. We only get like two or three trick or treaters at my house. So I'm eating three bags of Reese's. Yeah, I did buy. Uh, I bought a whole nother bag at Target uh, yesterday because I was kind of like, all right, well, we'll lose four of these pieces of candy, and then I'll have a whole nother bowl of candy to eat while I'm watching. I guess. Uh, I guess I can't. Wa- I can't eat it on Friday and Saturday, but uh, <laughs> I might. I'm, maybe I'll tear into those and I'll just buy another bag. But uh, everybody. Uh, we will see you guys uh, Saturday night, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully be celebrating yet winning. another Red Wings victory. That would be four straight wins. Yeah, I almost said two in a row, but uh, yeah, four four straight wins and uh, another Lucas Raymond hat trick. All right, thanks everybody. We'll see you guys. That was my larking punch.